Hello and welcome to the first official episode of the Things Nobody Tells You podcast. Um, it has been a long time coming. Let me just tell you that. Also, that was a Taylor Swift um, lyric reference, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let those people come to the comment section as they do. Is there a comment section on podcasts? I feel like there there's there is right. Yeah, there there's a there's a comment section. Be nice. I'll be nice. Actually, it depends who you are. Um, welcome. I am your tour guide, flight attendant, um, unqualified therapist. Don't treat me like too much of a therapist, though. Like my wisdom only goes to certain areas. For the rest of it, like we're asking other people. I am like your your chaotically dramatic older sister. And if you're you're older than me. Um, I'm your chaotically dramatic younger sister, but I'm the problem solver. I'm the per- people, I'm the person that people come to. Also, that's just a side note. I'm going to try really not to edit this podcast. Like, I, I'm not really, like, I mess up. I'm going to mess up and you're going to be there with me. I'm going to really not, like, unless there's like a banging at my door, which has happened before when the fire department turned up when I wouldn't wake up. Like, it was a whole situation. But unless, I mean, I might just keep recording it, but I'm going to try really hard not to edit this. I feel like this is an unfiltered unedited place. Also, I want to just do a little disclaimer. I am Australian who has predominantly worked in America for the last decade. So my accent is on and off. I can understand listening to it rather intimately like this. Um, You might hear some weird words pronounced strangely or my accent come out. I'm not deliberately doing an American accent. This is just what I sound like. Um, So... If I say words wrong, if weird, like if I say classroom, like, like just, you're going to have to go with it. Okay. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. This has been a long time coming. Truly, I have recorded this podcast. If we went through my iCloud together, we would find probably, I mean, I had to buy a whole hard drive. Like I maxed out my Mac. I probably have recorded the, this podcast many I would say over 50 times and I'm, I'm, that's not an exaggeration and I am dramatic. So for me to say that's not an exaggeration, I don't say dramatically, I say realistically. And anyone in my life will tell you that I have, I have done this and I actually originally released this podcast, but unfortunately it was removed and did come down last time, actually this time last year, I believe, no, a year and a half ago just because I was working with a production company and it didn't work out. And honestly, it was just timing. It wasn't like anything scandalous. Like I've got other scandalous things we can talk about. But I wanted to take my time making sure that what I was going to put out would be authentic and real and what I wanted it to look like. And I went back and forth on it a lot. And I wanted to create something that was worth something, not just another person talking. Because I don't know if you know this, but there's a lot of that. And don't get me wrong, this is just another person talking, but hopefully it adds some type of value. Like you can giggle, you can be embarrassed like for me for the shit I've done. Oh yeah, there's going to be swear words in this. Don't listen to this around children. We're just going to, it's just not a vibe. Um, Also, if you personally are under the age of 18, this is just not the podcast for you, babe. Like just, just, just that just makes me uncomfortable. And sometimes I can't stop my swearing because I am... I was raised not to swear, but originally I am Australian. Like, did you hear that? That was a motorcycle. I'm not going to edit that out. Like, you're going to have to live with it. Anyway, my name is Lily. I am your tour guide, the flight attendant who doesn't know how the oxygen masks work. And we're all just going to figure it out together. We're all going to different places, but we're all on the same 
you know, connecting layover, if that makes sense. Like, that's the vibe we've got going on. And if you can't tell, I just learned the word vibe. So, you see, I just hit the microphone. We're going to leave that in. All right? This podcast is going to be something that I always wish existed for myself. And that is a place where I feel safe, where I can genuinely laugh my my butt off and where I can just feel like there's a relatable honest community of people who aren't like always deep and serious and crying or like discussing like financial advice but like we cover topics of like dating death divorce hot girl summer gone wrong also this is not exclusive to women you can have a hot guy summer gone wrong I am I am would love to hear what it's like to have a hot guy summer gone wrong And I just feel like those aren't the only topics we're going to be talking about. But, you know, I have experienced dating. Um, I have experienced someone dying while we're dating. I've experienced someone dying while we're married. I actually experienced someone dying while we're engaged. So, like, I have a little bit of – I promise this is not a death podcast. I just want to be very clear. But, you know, it is a topic of conversation because, unfortunately, I am very well versed in it. I've never been divorced but I feel like I have because I'm very much surrounded by divorce in my personal life by the people around me. And I, I like to think I'm like the lawyer who never went to law school. I've helped a lot of people get divorced. Like I don't, I don't, I also am so good at sounding like an attorney. Objection. Okay. Sustained. Counselor. Okay. If you found this podcast through knowing me via TikTok, hi, I know that sounded cringeworthy. (laughs) You're going to have to go with me on the cringeworthy aspect on a few things on this podcast. I'm sorry, but we all do cringeworthy things, all right? Hi, thank you. You know what you're in for. Chaotic drama served on a relatable plate of disaster. If you don't know about the TikTok thing, don't even worry about it. You don't need to know about it. (laughs) actually better that you don't um if you found this because you googled me because we just started dating stop listening go away okay simon go away this is not a space for you if you found this because we have dated or you're my ex and you're still alive congratulations um but also why are you listening to this like ask yourself that why are you listening to this if you no longer chose to be in my life moving swiftly on If you found this and you're a stranger, I think I've just done a pretty good job at summing up what you're in for. Creative chaos served to you delightfully and you're going to giggle about it. Here is a quick sum up of my love life just so we're all on the same page because it will be a topic of conversation and I feel like we're all going to talk about your love lives. So let's just like let's sum it up really fast. Okay, how can I do this? I have been married before when I was very young and we he passed away of cancer so that's that's that and it's also very that's public knowledge I wrote a play about it so it's public it's public knowledge otherwise I wouldn't really you know be putting that on blast I have lived in America for well I worked in America I've been back and forth a bunch and during that time did I become engaged to another gentleman yes did that said gentleman also pass away yes um and that was in 2019 and if I'm, if I'm really honest with you, um, and this is just between you and I, he was the main reason I got into the idea of starting a podcast. 
he also had a podcast at the time. And if I could wish something for every single person who has lost someone, it's that that person had made a podcast in their life and you had that to listen back to after they were gone. Because when I tell you it's one of the most bizarre comforts, I will just go and these podcasts should be famous by now because the amount of downloads I've given it, it, it's bizarre. But yeah, he was the reason I started one, and not not because he he passed. Um, when he was very much alive and walking around this realm, he helped me start one. Like he was like, "You need to do this. You need to do this." And he was actually helping me produce it, and that was something that he was very passionate about. And um, if I one day I might release the first episode I ever recorded, because like I said, I've recorded a bunch of these, and I recorded the first one shortly after he passed. And for whatever reason, I I never released it. It just felt so. I feel like it would have traumatized quite a few people. I might one day release it or play a clip from it. It was. It was very emotional. So basically, to sum that up, he passed away, and I took a long time to be able to even function. Uh, honestly, though, I'm the person that even if somebody dies, I'm, I'm able to appear okay to the rest of the world. Um, I, don't, I don't know what – yeah, I – like, he passed away, and then the next day I was doing a play – on Broadway and was going doing a show that night and it was truly the most bizarre experience of my life but I did it you know and no one was the wiser then I went on to date a series of other people once I decided to date again post post that experience and to say it's been all downhill from there no more deaths but all downhill from there is an understatement okay all right I'm gonna leave that right there that's the end of it. So I'm single. I'm 28. And I'm currently, you know, very much in my, um, I don't want to say my dating era, but the era where I'm trying not to get ghosted or stalked because that's also happened before. Anyway, that's kind of the sum up of where we're at with my, uh, my current situation, my situationship that doesn't exist. I will never be in another situationship as long as I live. If I can wish that on myself, I will never do that. If we can crack the case on how to not accomplish a situationship, I think they consider this podcast a win. What was I going to talk about? Today's episode is called nobody told me not to text him so each episode I am very much going to be giving it a theme and the thing that nobody told me so um this episode is nobody told me not to text him so I'm going to kind of go over and start with kind of where I've been in my own situation so let me just if you are currently dating hi um if you are currently going through a breakup God, I wish I was there with you to give you some ice cream um, and to scream some Taylor Swift. Look, it's such an impossible thing to forget someone, especially if you fell in love with them. Ugh, it's exhausting. And I speak from a recent experience, very much had an in love moment that was very prolonged and 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 rather chaotic. Um, but... I will say the hardest part was learning not to think about him every damn second. Learning not... <laughs> Hold on. 
I had to move. I had to move the headphones. I'm so sorry. The hardest thing about a breakup is the post-breakup time when it's like no contact, contact, no contact, contact, and then you'll come up with a reason for contact, and that contact won't be good contact. Like it just goes sideways, and you end up crying or making a big mistake. Big mistake. Huge. So as someone who has recently come to a place where I'm like, oh my god, I'm finally out of the I'm so good being no contact. And the person I'm actually talking about, uh, where we managed to have what I'm sure people would consider a closure conversation. But because we were friends, um, I think our biggest thing was we didn't want to lose our friendship. And I think I was like weirdly trying to fight for that. And he and it felt like he didn't care at all during that time of our breakup about our friendship like I could separate our relationship and our friendship that was also me lying to myself I just wanted to keep seeing him and keep hearing him and wanting to know how he was like that's me being attached to him that's not being me being attached to the friendship right like I was lying to myself clearly delusional denial which sometimes you have to be in and he couldn't have cared less so it was (laughs) Or he appeared to not have cared less. So it was quite the situation. This is what I will say. If you were in a situation right now, the thing I wish someone had told me is that the biggest power, because I feel like there's a, there's a, it's a power exchange at the end of a breakup, you know, let me put you at like the, at least two weeks past the breakup. Anything you do post in the post two weeks after like a proper breakup and let me just tell you me and this individual probably broke up three times and then just kind of ignored the fact that we'd broken up because we so badly did not want to break up with each other like we didn't and it was it was other circumstances that we had to break up for it wasn't because well I'll just speak for myself it wasn't because I didn't love him anymore it was other circumstances of why we could not be together and that shit's real that shit exists you know it love is a choice And being with someone is a choice. So everything is a choice. And when you feel like someone doesn't want to choose you, that's a big fat no. Because if you would choose them and they wouldn't choose you, what the hell are you doing there? Get the heck out of there. It's not for you. It's not for you. So the thing I wish someone had told me or like given me a manual, a guide, something, is that if you are going to break contact. The first two weeks after the breakup, like I said, you can literally get away with murder. You can do what, don't, don't murder anyone. That was, that was a figure of speech, okay? Don't, no, no. But you can get away with anything. And I do mean like, you accidentally spend the night, you, uh, you send the text, you send, let's say hypothetically, you send a 10 minute video of you reenacting the 10-minute version of Taylor Swift's All Too Well. Drunkenly, at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday, the day after you broke up. Like I said, you can get away with anything. By the way, if you'd like to watch that, I delusionally thought I could put it on TikTok and no one would see it. And now it has over 2 million views. So you can actually go watch. You can actually. I did that. Hypothetically. Anyway, moving on. The one thing I will say is the first two weeks, you get a free pass. It's a hall pass. You can do whatever you want. I would encourage you, please, please do not do anything that would harm yourself or harm them in any way. And I do mean emotionally, mentally, physically, in any way. 
let's focus specifically physically don't do anything bizarre that would like put you in danger secondly mentally please be careful of your mental health emotionally you're gonna be fucked anyway so honestly you can't you can't do too much damage that hasn't already been done that you're not going to feel in those first two weeks if you can get through the first two weeks and not speak to them call me you deserve an award I don't care what they did you deserve an award unless they're in jail like unless they did something to go to jail for then that was like bad I guess there's things you can go to jail for that it's like well I mean who knew that was a law but anyway what I'm saying is post two weeks the thing I wish someone had told me is that going no contact no matter what your situation is for a period of one month will be the thing that allows you to fully understand how you feel about him or or her sorry how you feel about that person I'm just speaking from my own experience how you feel about that person truly truly feel about that person how they truly feel about you if they are still turning up for you a month later maybe there's something to be discussed maybe there is a conversation to be had I don't mean getting back together but I do mean okay you're coming back to me a month later after no contact maybe there's a discussion there mind you if they're coming back to you at two in the morning if they're coming back to you say what's up if they're coming back to you just to say how are you nada enchilada you're still no contact if they come at you with a paragraph that is genuine authentic if they come at you with something that actually feels like you want to hear it in your current state and it won't be detrimental detrimental to your own being listen to it the worst thing you can do is listen to it the one month the one month rule if you can six weeks because one month of no contact allows your brain to take the time to stop thinking about them every waking day and I had a therapist who basically told me that your brain is is the most powerful thing if you can convince yourself of anything and if you were constantly thinking of someone you can convince yourself they are the end all be all there's no one else because your brain is constantly focused on that one thing if you were given time your brain starts to forget but your brain dictates your energy and it dictates what you do with your life like your your brain controls you so if you can allow it to flush out if you can give it time to dissipate and it will if you let it it will dissipate but if you're actively making a choice every single day to think about that person I can't help you. You need to stop. Like you genuinely do. Take that month to actively stop. And it's hard. It is so hard. I had to take up hot yoga and I don't exercise. I had to take up hot yoga just so the yoga teacher and the heat would, you know, murder me. But just so the teacher would force me to do something with my body, which allowed my brain to not be able to spiral so I wouldn't text him and I'll be very honest I handled this breakup so badly I messaged him so many times it was mortifying absolutely mortifying why on earth did I do that I look back on it and I go oh Jesus Christ I look I was I was the I was the crazy girl in the romantic comedy showing up throwing pebbles at his window and he's like who are you so 
I've been there. All right. I'm going to be real. I know you also have been. Most likely you have been doing it. It's okay. So, and if you're doing it right now, it's okay. It's okay. You're going to stop. You're going to stop. You're going to get there. So if the biggest thing I can tell you is if you can give yourself one month, you give yourself two weeks and then give yourself one month of no contact. I mean, if he texts you, calls you, anything. What I actually did was block him. I blocked him. I knew if he, because he was very important to my life and we were friends, if he wanted to contact me, his, and he couldn't get to me, his friend, his friends could reach out to me. Like they would, other people had my phone number if it was emergency or urgent. There is nothing that he needed me for that I could give him in that time. So he didn't need my phone number. He didn't need access to me. Basically, what you're doing is you're removing access to your to yourself from a person that is immediate that could mess with your, you know, your your thought process. And your thought process is what needs to change during a breakup. So if there's one thing I could tell you, it's this. Block him for that month. And I mean, if you guys follow each other on Instagram, you block him on Instagram. If you guys text each other, block each other. Now, if you are in a weird situation, where it's a bizarrely amicable breakup, maybe blocking each other isn't an option. This is what I would encourage you to do. You say, you may email me. Pick the email. We all have 17 emails. Pick the email least looked at that you would want him to contact you. You can contact me at this email if you need to contact me. You don't need to tell him you're blocking him. You can just send a message once you at the start of no contact going, if there is you know, maybe you live together. Maybe there's, you know, you never know if there's something that comes up. And that's honestly the worst shit, but you sometimes can't ignore it. Just be like, look, this is the email you can reach me at if you need to reach me for anything urgent. Please don't reach me for anything that is not urgent or pressing. Thank you so much. You can send that. You can do that. So it's like, okay, I've informed that person. I'm making the conscious effort to go no contact for myself. Okay. It's no, no comment on him whatsoever. Or them. I'm sorry. I keep doing that because of what I just did. Sorry. No comment on them whatsoever. If you can accomplish that, if you can set that up for yourself, it's kind of like starting a new job. You're putting things in place for you to be successful at it. You might fail. You might stumble. You might have a shitty first day, but you're going to be able to do it. You are qualified for this job because you've been done it before. You've been single before. If you haven't and you've gone from relationship to relationship Oof, this is going to be hard, but you can do it. Trust me. I know people like that and it's it's no fault on you. You just need some time to be with you. And trust me, you're going to have the best time of your life, but you do need to get through the, the grieving period first. Do that one month. Give it four solid weeks. And if you can make it four solid weeks, you can make it another four solid weeks. I just kept, I, I looked at the calendar and I was like, I'm going to do four weeks. Four weeks, no contact, absolutely nothing. I blocked him. And I was like, at the end of the four weeks, you can unblock him, but you can't message him. And I did want to reach out at the end of the four weeks. I won't lie. I definitely did. But I didn't. And I said, no, you know what? I'm going to wait another week. And I put it like a thing in my phone. I was like, I'm going to wait one more week. And if I still feel the same way, I'll send that message. I waited another week. Guess what? A week later, I didn't want to send that message. I didn't feel like it. It wasn't how I felt a week later. So I know it's not, it wasn't a sustainable feeling. It wasn't, it wasn't genuine. It was fleeting. It was momentary. So I made the right decision for myself because Lord knows what would have happened if I had sent that. 
if you can keep doing that and giving yourself like dates and pushing it, it can be really, really, really helpful. I know this sounds kind of weird, but it can be so useful. And this way also, you're not going to be derailed in your own no contact, in your own silence by them contacting you. Obviously, if they do email you, they do email you. But you can also give them your friend's email and just be like, look, if there anything happens, if anything's urgent, you can reach out to her and she'll let me know. And that way it's not as as invasive to your own phone, you know, because that is a personal thing. Like, and obviously do it with someone you trust. <laughs> can you imagine you do it to someone you don't trust and they never tell you? I do it to someone responsible. Can you imagine he sends an email like, I'm in the hospital dying and my last wish is to see you. And you never find out because, you know, Letitia over here <laughs> doesn't look at her phone. Oh, honestly, Tish, you're ridiculous. But anyway, that's that would be the one thing if I could coming out of this, if I could give one, if I wish, I wish someone had told me that because I did not... I was, I was, that two-week period I said when well, you can get away with murder, that for me was like two months. I was so emotionally attached to this individual and, and it, the stakes I had made in my head were so high. And quite frankly, you know, I won't go into the situation just to respect their privacy. And, and you know, obviously mine is still, it's probably too fresh to even talk about. And I want to be very clear. This is a person I very much love, respect. They are a good human being. Um, it just didn't end well. It, we just were not meant to exist together the way we wanted to exist together at the time it was happening. And that's just... That's just life. Timing is such a big factor and it just is. Like when I met my fiance, that was the worst timing to meet someone, but the best timing to meet each other. I met him when I wasn't looking to date. I wasn't looking to be with anyone and it was the most effortless, you know, period of dating I've ever had. Like it just naturally transgressed. Nothing was hard. Nothing was difficult. It it just happened and he changed my life and I will forever say he made me a better person even though he wasn't even in my life that long when you look at how long I've lived like he really changed me as a person anyway back to my point um if you can if you can just you know do your crazy period for two weeks quite frankly I want to say to you no crazy period I I want to give you that advice (laughs) But I'm going to be realistic. If you're, if you're like me and you loved him or really, really liked him, chances are you can't. You can't not have the crazy period. And chances are you're going to be on your period, which happened to me too. So it was like everything was absolutely insane. I feel like I should take that out, but I'm, I'm just going to leave it in. I'm just going to leave it in. Okay, moving forward. So if you don't love him or them, sorry, if you don't love this person, you can do no contact straight away because silence is the biggest piece of power you can give yourself for yourself. Biggest. If you can do that, you're going to feel so good. 
you are going to feel so good. Please trust me on that. Eh, most of us can't if we love them. So you need two weeks of craziness. And I, I, I encourage you to keep the crazy below 10%. I didn't and I, I utterly regret it. Okay, the 10-minute the Taylor Swift video was tame compared to some of the messages I sent, all right? And I was going between anger, hatred, loving him, wanting him to change his mind. I was a psycho, all right? And I fully admit that, Jesus Christ, I hope no one that wants to date me listens to this before they date me. I mean, I might have to retire the dating game just because of this podcast and me, like, whatever. Love makes you do crazy things, but it doesn't mean you hurt yourself or anyone else in the process, all right? Like I said, Taylor Swift 10-minute video reenactment. That's that's okay. That doesn't harm anyone. Anything that does, it's a big no-no in general. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. I I didn't do that. No, no, no. We're not doing that. It's not. There's a no. Just no. We don't need to. He's not worth it. She's not worth it. They're not worth it. It's not worth it. And just going back to the whole, you know, he shattered the insides of my soul and broke my heart vibe of the previous breakup I've been through. This is what I will say that I learned. I can now look back on it and go, I have respect and I still have love and, and you know, no negativity towards this person, even though it was like one of the worst situations I've honestly ever been in for one reason. And this came like way after the fact. During my my month of no contact, I really, towards the end, I came to this conclusion. If someone is actively showing you that they cannot show up for you in your life the way you are telling them you need them to, they're showing you they can't. For you to keep putting the expectation and standard of, no, you need to show up in this way, you're setting them up to fail. Even if they're telling you, I wish I could show up for you that way. Even if they're telling you, I want to do that with you. I want to be with you. I want to do that. I blah, 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 blah. Even if they are saying all these things, they're still showing you and probably telling you. In my situation, they were telling me they they couldn't show up for me in the way I needed and wanted and essentially give me what I want out of this relationship at this given point in time. And by me not listening to that and just listening to what I wanted to hear and excluding the rest, it was like a redacted document and I redacted anything I didn't want to hear. And I think he did too because when you want to be with someone, you will overlook the reality that's stopping that occurring, right? Right. And by me doing that, I basically gaslit him into failure. And at the end of it, he was, I think, angry and upset and had a lot of emotions of his own because I had made him, I think, in a lot of ways, feel like a failure at what we wanted because of the standards and the expectations and the time frame I had put on it for us. And looking back at it now, I'm like, yeah, I I definitely acknowledge my part in it, even though if I told the story of legitimately what happened to us and what went down, anyone who just heard the basics of it would be like, oh, well, he's a horrible human being. He's genuinely not. And that's the main reason I'll never go into like the details of it. Just, you know, obviously out of respect for his his life and his privacy and 
I think a huge part of me hopes he never knows about this episode or hears it because I, I quite frankly, these are like very personal thoughts. But I see that now. And I've, I've apologized. And he's apologized. And I think that's why we're both in a decent place of just like, we're not close friends. But like, you know, if the other one is, is you know, needs a kidney, we'll call the other one up and ask if they know anyone. We won't give it to the other person because that's just too much. But we'll we'll call the other person up and be like, do you know anyone who needs a kidney? That's where we're at. And I'm very grateful for that. And I know he's moved on with his life and he's in a really good place and I'm incredibly happy for him and um, what he is is doing with his life now. And I'm, I don't know, I'm just in a place where I'm very grateful for that. Even though when I look back on like when I was in it and what was happening, I'm like, Lord, have mercy. What was going on? Anyway. Love can make you do insane things and believe insane things. But at the end of the day, you do have a choice. And the whole thing is one big choice. He didn't choose me. He chose what was best for him. And it took me a while to choose what was best for me. And that's where we're at. And I would encourage you, if you're in the same situation of the breakup and going back and forth and maybe the no contact is being broken by one party or both and you're both still attached, I would encourage you both to just choose yourself and not choose the other person and not choose the attachment, choose yourself. And that might sound so fucking sappy and pathetic. Just give it a try for a week and then let me know how it goes. Just just, just give it like one try, okay? Just like trust your dysfunctional older sister here for like a second and then let me know how it goes. And then if you both end up in bed together, you can let me know about it, all right? And it'll be a funny story to tell. Anyway... I feel like I should out myself for one thing. I feel like the relapse um, post month is something we should talk about. It's okay to relapse. It's okay if you have to communicate with them again and you feel like you're back at square one. I swear to you, you are not. It will just feel like that in the moment. I, I swear to you. So you're going to text them or they're or you unblock them and they, they manage to text you or they call you or whatever it be. And I know it will feel like you're back to square one because they're not going to say what we all want to hear, which is, I love you. You're the best thing that's ever happened to me. I made a huge mistake. But if they if they truly felt that way, most likely they wouldn't have let themselves lose you to start with. Or the reason you're not together wouldn't have happened to start with. Most likely. There is always an exception to the rule. But just because I said that doesn't mean you get to go delusional, Hannah. Okay, I can see you going, okay, perfect. No, no, no. Doesn't apply to you. Doesn't apply to you. Anyway. I uh, I will out myself. There was one moment uh, before I took my month break of no contact, blocking him everything. where it felt like I got dumped all over again um and this was my relapse moment right (laughs) I was standing on a corner in New York City (laughs) he called me and it was it was because of a text exchange where basically I had tried to have a very simple meetup and it was on me. Like, that was on me for initiating that contact. And then he basically called me to, like, be like, no, I can't do that. I'm sorry. Like, technically, he was actually the healthier one in our breakup. Like, really, he, he deserves a lot of credit. And 
I I had held so much in. I hadn't gone full anger. I, anger wasn't really something I had taken out on him because it it would be misplaced, I think. But he had done some things that, yeah, he'd said some things that really hurt me. And so I was screaming on the corner of the Lower East Side <laughs> in New York City. You, and I won't even say the things I said. You moron, how could you do this? I hope you know you're a moron and a coward. You, <laughs> you can't even have dinner with me. I thought we were friends. Our friendship meant something. This happened to me and you didn't care. I'm screaming on the phone. Now, if you're going to scream on the phone at your ex, the best place to do it is New York because no one is going to look twice at you. You do that in Los Angeles, you're you're going downtown in a cop car. That's just how it's going to work out. So that moment happened and um, I got a lot out, but it was awful. It was like I got dumped all over again and I wish it had never happened because it was not important to do it didn't it didn't help in the long run like it didn't it was just awful if you could avoid the relapse do but I'm gonna tell you most likely if you were really in a thing with someone it's going to happen brace for it that's all I can say and don't say something you'll regret I don't regret actually any of the things I said on that call I think most of it at the time for what was happening was was pretty accurate and I think he would agree with me um, like I said we're, we're in a great spot now I really respect him and um, I we're totally good doesn't mean things didn't happen and it doesn't mean that we don't have a past so anything you do just remember like I did those things all right maybe don't go above that level it might be too much it might be too much one last thing that nobody ever told me about going through a breakup and not to text him is um, if you can take up a hobby or an activity or just a random place to go regularly for yourself that you did not do during that relationship or situationship, um, do it. Like I took up hot yoga and I don't exercise, right? And it was the best thing I did because I didn't associate it with anything to do with my schedule, with anything to do with knowing him. It was <clears throat> it wasn't something he and I ever I was never like I'm going to hot yoga text you later honey like never ever ever so if you can give yourself one thing post breakup honestly in that one month of no contact add it to your schedule even if it's something as simple as you like go for a walk at a certain time each morning to a place you never went with them never never experienced with them like that can be really helpful go to a coffee shop to get your coffee in the morning that you've never been to with them like start something in your routine that would be beneficial to your mental health. So a walk, exercise. Um, anyway, that's one of that's one thing I really wish I'd been told. And if I can leave you with one thing, it's this: Do not text him. I don't care. Sorry, let me rephrase. I keep doing that. I'm sorry. You have to understand. Like I'm fresh out of this situation. We're on the other side now, but like this is still fresh. Don't text them. All right. Don't whoever they are to you. Do not text them. Also, one other thing. Just because you maybe were in a situationship and not a proper relationship does not diminish your feelings for another person, okay? And if you are able to develop feelings for someone that are real and genuine are still sitting with you and you're no longer in each other's lives like that, you're no longer in any type of, of relationship with them, 
don't allow other people to diminish your feelings. Don't allow your friends or your family or anyone around you to tell you, well, you weren't even boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, like we need to move on. You need to... No, like your feelings are valid. You're allowed to care for another human being. And when they exit your life, it doesn't mean you can immediately stop caring about them. It's, it speaks volumes to your empathy and it speaks volumes to your character that you're able to care about them even if they don't care about you. So don't allow anyone to take away the feelings you do have and take away the value of that. You're allowed to feel whatever you want to feel. You truly are, no matter what anyone says. And if someone does say something like to you, like a friend, when I've had that situation happen, take a break from the friend. Just go on a little friend break. You don't have to tell them. You really don't. You don't have to let them know. You don't have to inform them. You don't have to forgive. You just have to go. I'm just going to not text them that much. I'm not going to call. They can call. And I'm just going to be like, I'm busy right now. I'll call you later. Just give yourself a little bit of a break from that person because they're not going to help your mental and emotional state while you go through this because you got to put yourself first in this situation. Like I said, I don't know how to put the oxygen mask on, but I know you're going to put it on yourself first before like, you know, helping the rest of the plane because we're all people pleasers over here. Anyway, that's where I'm going to leave this. Do not text him. Go no contact. You're going to feel amazing and you can do this, sweetie. I'm so proud of you. That is the going to wrap up the first episode of The Things Nobody Tells You. Um, Each week, I really want to do, I guess you want to call it a segment. Do I think I should have a talk show? Yeah. Do I think anyone would watch it? No. But I, so I want to do a segment where I allow you guys to write in and you guys can give me the thing nobody told you, whether it's you're giving a little bit of wisdom or you can write in and ask for a little bit of the thing nobody tells you like can you can ask for a little bit of um guidance on it like i said i am not qualified on everything i am only going to give you a point of view if anything i have said doesn't feel real and honest with you don't do it like we're all just trying to survive out here hopefully thrive at given points in time but we're okay. You're okay. Everything's going to work out eventually and nothing lasts forever, including you and me. That got a little bit macabre, didn't it? So just trust me on this. Like everything is going to be okay and don't text them. Don't do it. And don't accidentally text them. And I say that in quote, you can't say it. Don't accidentally text them and then delete it. And just so they message you being like, what did you delete? Don't do that. Just don't do it, okay? Don't do it. Don't don't stay toxic in this situation. There's other situations where we can do that, all right? Anyway, that's going to conclude this episode. If you would like to write in with the thing nobody told you, um, the email is ttntypodcast at gmail.com. I am actually going to have a voicemail system so you can just call in, but it takes a while to set up. So we're, it's a work in progress. We're all a work in progress over here. Let me get just – we're a chaotic – semi-working in progress sometimes you know we flatline but we're, we're gonna restart it it's fine they got the little buzzy things so it basically is like the things nobody tells you but the acronym so t-t-n-t-y so difficult t-t-n-t-y t-t-n-t-y podcast at gmail.com Right on in. I will keep everyone anonymous. Even if you put your name in it, I'm going to keep you anonymous. You'll know if you're hearing your your email. I just feel like it's best that we all just stay anonymous. <laughs> I just feel like it's the safest for everyone. 
and let me know. Thank you so much for listening to the one person that maybe hopefully, you know, screaming, crying, throwing up, please, please, please listen to this. I really appreciate you. If you made it to the end of this episode, 100% we are best friends. And anybody who would like to be my emergency contact, also write in because I do need one of those. I love you. I mean it. Survive the next week and I'll see you next Monday.